I'm going to talk a little bit tonight, and uh, and I'll tell you about what after we read our, our scripture. Let's let's take First Kings chapter nineteen, verse nine. Bible said he came thither into a cave and lodged there, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, they've thrown down thine altars, and they've slain thy prophets with a sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth and stand up on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountain and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. And the Lord was not in the wind. Listen closely. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still, small voice. <clears throat> I read a story about a young man that had lost his job, and so he went to talk to his pastor, and uh, when he got in the pastor's study, he was, he was angry, and he was upset, and he was pacing back and forth, and and ranting and about his problem, and he clenched his fist and and he shouted. He said, "I beg God to say something to help me. Tell me, preacher, why don't God answer me?" The old preacher who sat in the room spoke something in reply, something so hushed it was indistinguishable. The guy couldn't understand what he was saying. So the young man stepped across the room toward the preacher, and he said, What did you say? And the preacher repeated himself again in a tone of a soft whisper. And so the young man moved a little closer until he was leaning right over the preacher's uh, head, and he said, Sorry, I didn't hear you. What did you say? And with their heads close together, the old preacher spoke once more, and he said, Sometimes God whispers. And he said, He whispers so you will get close enough to Him to hear. Tonight, I want to talk about when God whispers. When God whispers. See, we wish we could all just uh, be in a place where when God spoke, it would be so loud and so clear. I'm going to talk where we live tonight. We all want God's voice to just uh, boom and thunder in our ear and our, our air be filled with, with the voice of God telling Him or telling us the answer to all of our problems. We wish God would rent a PA system in our behalf. And You ever seen those horns that on cars, this is years ago, they used to go down the streets, these politicians would, and that have horns on the top of their cars, and they were they were talking while they went down the street. You don't see much of that anymore. But we wish God would rent a billboard and put it up there, step by step, what we need to do. We wish we would sit down sometime 
at our computer and open up our email and there'd be an email from God that just said answers. Wouldn't that be great? We wish we'd have uh, a, a, have it printed a full page in the, in the New Star World or the USA Today or whatever you read. We wish that God would just burst into our world with His voice and, and print it and, and proclaim it and give us all the answers that we long for sometime. But it doesn't work that way. We wish we could just hear the voice of God tell us why He hasn't healed us yet. Why am I going through this financial struggle? Why haven't you saved my lost children yet? Why? He does He does what He does. Why do you do the things you do, God? We don't... See, I, my ways are not God's ways. His ways are high above my ways and high above your ways. And we just wish... There was no guesswork sometime involved in this living for God. We wish we would, he, he would just yell out the answers and we could escape the cloud of confusion and walk out of those things knowing, knowing beyond a doubt that God has said some things to us. It's frustrating. Life gets frustrating for we who call ourselves Christians sometimes because we don't know what God is saying. Many times we are just like Job. Job said in Job 9 and verse 32 and 33, he said, he said, and then down to 35, he said, For he is not a man as I am, that I should answer him, and we should come together in judgment. Neither is there any daysman betwixt us that might lay his hand upon us both. Then he said in verse 35, Then would I speak and not fear him, but it is not so with me. A daysman, if you want to know what that was, was a referee or a mediator. And one interpretation or one definition, excuse me, is an interpreter. And so Job was simply saying, because God's not speaking very clearly to me right now, I'm afraid I'm misinterpreting some of the things he's saying. So I wish somebody would come tell me what God is saying. I don't have a clue what he's saying. Have you ever been there? I just don't know what God's saying. Because, you see, if he would shout, I could understand. If he'd just come down and talk to me face to face. If, 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 if he could do that, I could understand. But I can't hear and I can't understand what God is saying. And so we find ourselves many times in situations and, and things that uh, we're wanting to hear so so plainly from God. We want Him to shout. We want it, we want it to be in a dance. We want it to be, you know, and I love, look, I love, I love worship in the church. I, I love to come to a service where God just pours His Spirit out and people dance and, 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 and worship God and, and shout and, and do the things that we do. That's all good, but that's not all it is to it. And sometimes that's not where God is in your answer. The interesting thing about this story of Elijah was that, that Elijah had just come off of a mountain and God had destroyed 450 false prophets. Elijah, the amazing thing was that he was having a pity party because Jezebel said, you've had it now, I'm going to take your life. The day after his greatest miracle, or one of his great miracles, Jezebel says, I'm going to kill you. 
And he runs, and, and the first thing that he does is, is say, Oh, Lord, just take me now. And then an angel appears to him. Listen, feeds him. Sends him on a 40-day journey to Mount Horeb. And it's there you find this prophet in the Scripture that I read. It's here that God is about to teach Elijah a great lesson. And oh, what a lesson it was. You heard the reading of the Scripture. You see, Elijah had no problem as long as the fire was falling on Mount Carmel. He had no problem knowing God was there as long as the earth was shaking. He had no problem when the wind blew and the mountain quaked and the rocks break in his very sight. He had no problem with that. But let me tell you, the one place that Elijah had never learned to listen to God was in the still, small voice. And that's what I want to talk about tonight because when God whispers, it's, it may be that He's drawing us closer to Him so that we could hear the whisper. God was teaching Elijah a lesson. I'm not always going to yell. I'm not always going to send fire. I'm not always going to send an earthquake. Sometimes I'm going to talk to folks in a prison cell. I'm going to talk to people in a wilderness. I'm going to talk to folks in a desert. I'm going to talk to people that are in trial. I'm going to talk to somebody in a cave. I'm going to talk to somebody in the loneliness of the night. I'm going to talk to you, but it may not be in a service where fire is falling and the church is moving and God is, is, and that God's there. Don't get me wrong, but that may not be where your answer is. Your answer may be with you, you in a closet of prayer somewhere or driving down the road and, and, and just hear the voice of God. Sometimes he whispers and when he whispers, he wants you to get close enough to hear him. You see, I've been raised in this Pentecost stuff. I know about shouting. I know about running out. I know about I know about people getting drunk in the Holy Ghost. And I don't have a problem with any of that. I like it all. Amen. We probably need some more of those kind of services. So, oh, that scares people off. We shouldn't do that. Let me tell you something. They don't come to come to a dead church when they come to a Pentecostal church. Amen. That's why I'm not going to preach like everybody else. I'm going to preach like a Pentecostal preacher. We're going to worship like a Pentecostal church. We're going to act like we got the Holy Ghost. Amen? In the upper room, the Bible said, they said, these men are drunk. And they said, oh, Peter said, no, no, no. They're not drunk like you think they are. I want you to know he never denied they were drunk. He just said, they're not drunk like you think they are. They were drunk. They were drunk on new wine. We need some new wine around here. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not against the earthquake. And I'm not against the fire. And I'm not against the wind blowing. But I want to tell you that sometimes that's not where your answer is. Your answer sometimes is by yourself. In a lonely place. In a cave. Somewhere where you can just hear the still, small voice of God. And you will never hear that until you get close enough to Him to hear that. Amen? Everybody with me tonight? It's not always in a shout. It's not always in a hoop and holler. It's not always in the dance. Sometimes it's just in a still, small voice. 
I can't tell you how many times that uh, that I prayed for answers in in my lifetime, and uh, you know I don't I don't know about you, but when I when I pray, I want it now. I, God, hear me now. Somebody, I told somebody a night or two ago, I was talking to them on the phone, I said, what you need to do is you need to go in there and pray and you need to have an answer by daylight because they had some decisions to make. I said, you, you, you need to go pray and talk to God and tell Him He's got to answer now. God don't always answer when you want Him to. God don't always come. He don't always show up when you think He ought to show up. Anybody here with me tonight? There's been times I wondered if God even heard me. I wondered where God was. I felt like Job. Where is God? Amen? I, I, I don't find Him anywhere. I look to the right and He's not there. I look to the left He's not there. Where can I find God? Well, let me tell you, God's there and God's going to hear and God's going to God answers prayer. Somebody shout amen. amen. He answers prayer. Sometimes He says no. Sometimes he says things you don't want to hear, but he answers prayer, but he don't always answer it the way we want him to answer it. You know, I would love to tell you that every Sunday morning when you show up at this house, God's going to answer all your prayers. And, and he's going to do it through the music and the preaching and the shout. Sometimes he does, but he don't always. Sometimes he wants you to get close enough. Let me tell you why I'm preaching this. Because when you get in a closet of prayer, you start getting close to God. When you start bearing yourself up by yourself and get alone with God, you start getting close to God. And he said, if you'll draw near me, I'll draw near you. Anybody believe that tonight? You draw near me, I'll get near you. Amen. Boy, I'm glad you made it home. Carrie, he looked lonely while you was gone. Lord have mercy. I, I, I don't, hey, he's just confessing here. He said, I'm not late. There's a bad wreck on the interstate. You all right, Ronnie? Amen. God, God will hear our prayer, and God will answer, but He's not always going God, perhaps there's a reason, because nothing draws human focus like a whisper. Think about it. Anybody here ever heard of the dog whisper? Well, let me tell you about people. You start whispering, they want to know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. My mother-in-law, bless her heart, before she died, she, uh, she couldn't hear. She couldn't hear thunder. And, 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 and if my wife and Martha and any of the other children were, were, were around talking a little low, she'd think they was talking about her. Am I telling the truth, Arlene? She'd, she'd get mad. She, matter of fact, when when my brother-in-law was was dying with cancer, I, I loaded my mother-in-law and I had Judy and Martha and Earlene in the car, and we was all headed to Houston. She got mad because she thought everybody was talking about her. She couldn't hear, so we decided that we was gonna fix all that, and we stopped at a drugstore, and they had seen an advertisement of some of these. Uh, I don't even know what you call them. Something you put in your ear it wasn't a hearing aid, but it was some other deal, and they they bought that thing for her. And they, they put it in her ear. And let me just tell you something. You couldn't breathe without her hearing. And it got so bad till they stole it back and act like it was lost. 
But everybody wants to know when you're whispering. God's whisper means I must stop my ranting. And I got to get close to Him. I got to get my head near His head. And then I can listen. And I can find out what God's saying. Amen. Better still, better still, here's a little poem that will, will, will say it like it needs to be said. Drop thy still dews of quietness till all striving cease. Take from our soul the strain and stress and let our ordered lives confess the beauty of thy peace. God, sometimes in His quietness, means more to us than the fire and the wind and the earthquake. We live in a society that's that's inundated with noise and clutter. The Bible said in one place there are voices many and, and, and all of them, none of them, excuse me, are without signification. But it talks about the voice of God. We're living at, look, look, like, come on now. I, I, I might as well get right in where we, we live. If you're watching on the Internet, just excuse us. We're fixing to have a little family talk here. Do you get tired of people lying on the news? You don't know who's telling the truth anymore. It's the truth. You, the world is full of clutter and confusion. It's an age of in, information, but not much communication. Think about what I just said. It's an age of information. We call it the information age. But there's not much communication anymore. There is a statistic that says that there has been more information produced in the last 30 years than there were in the previous 5,000 information. And I, I, I don't know if you can verify that, but the, the New York Times recently printed uh, something that says or let me let me just go back and say this the new york times contains more information one writer said than the average person was likely to come across during the 17th century in a lifetime in other words one day of the new york times gives out more information than somebody in the 17th century could learn over a lifetime that's that's a lot of information Matter of fact, the first modern computer was built in 1944. It took more up more space than a tractor trailer rig. It weighed more than 17 Chevrolet Camaros and consumed 144,000 watts of electricity. It could execute no more than 5,000 basic arithmetic operations per second. Now think about this. And, and the 486 processor, which is now outdated, was built on a tiny piece of silicon about the size of a dime. It weighed less than a packet of sweet and low and used less than 2 watts of electricity. And this amazing machine called a computer executed up to 54 million instructions 
per second. Think we might have come a long way? Matter of fact, see this watch on my arm? It's an Apple Watch. You got a digital watch on your arm. You wear more technology on your wrist than existed in the world before 1961. That's a lot of, that's, that's, that's a lot of information. We live in the information way. Now how is this, this affecting us and shaping our thinking? Because you know why? We're used to having what we want when we want it. If you want to know it, I'm telling you right now, you can pick this up. And say, hey, Siri, you know I'm telling the truth, don't you? Hey, Siri, how many people's in Monroe, Louisiana? It's in my ears. In 2017, the population of Monroe was 48,371 people. That's pretty quick, isn't it? You can find out anything you want to find out. I wish I didn't have it in my ears. I'd play it over this microphone. You can ask it some spiritual questions. Try it. You got an iPhone? Try that. Why are you saying all that, preacher? Because we're used to having what we want. We're used to receiving any piece of information when we, we, when we need it. We want to treat God like the Internet. Just open a heavenly search engine, type in our question, push the button and get an answer, and it don't happen that way. I'm preaching things that are relevant to our day. But sometimes God doesn't respond immediately with a wealth of information like the Internet does. He doesn't. But sometimes God doesn't scream at us like the commercials on the TV does either. God chooses to whisper and God chooses to speak in a still, small voice. That's why David said in Psalms 46 and 10, he said this, Be still. Somebody say, Be still. He said, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. I want to tell you there's sometimes you've got to be still and hear the voice of God. You know what you need to do when you get to the place you don't know what to do? Just stand still. The Lord said that to Moses. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Somebody say, stand still. Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta stop what you're doing. You gotta be still. That's why David said, be still and just know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I'm gonna take care of it in my own time. Paul made a very interesting appeal to the Thessalonians when he wrote this in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 11. He said, and that ye study To be quiet. Oh, hear me right now. And that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. I want you to know what that that means right there. Study to be quiet. I've never seen this scripture before. I've never seen it in this way. But Paul said you need to study to be quiet. Why? Because we're always ranting and we're raving and we're shouting and we're yelling and we're moving and we're walking. We want some activity and the hustle and the bustle and we can't hear what God's trying to say. This is a week when you need to take time to be still. 
and be quiet and just hear what God said. I dare you to go get somewhere and say, I'm not getting up for one hour. I'm not getting up. Look, 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 look. That's hard to do. But I'm not moving. If I don't say anything, I'm listening for the voice of God. I want to hear what God's saying to me. I want to know what God's speaking to me. The Bible said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. The Spirit is speaking to the church, whether we believe that or not. The Holy Ghost is talking to us. Can somebody say amen? The Holy Ghost speaks in different ways. It speaks through the, the ministry, through the pulpit. It speaks through a song. It speaks through a prayer meeting. But it also speaks when you're by yourself, when you're alone with God, when you're in a quiet place. When you're Look, God may not send the fire. He may not send the wind. He may not send the earthquake. But He will speak to you. And sometimes it is just a, a brush of God. It's just a small move of the Spirit in your life. It's something that God lets you know. You say, how do I know that? Because let me tell you, I can't tell you all about it. I've, I've told you this before and I want to, I want to be honest with you again on this night. I, I've never heard the audible voice of God. You may have. I have not. I, I, there's a, there's a big deal out there. I won't even tell you where to go look at it, but it's, it, it's a lady that I know. And, and she got hooked up with this dude that claims to have seen Jesus and, and wrote a book about it. And they all see Jesus now. They all see Jesus. Well, I, I'm not spiritual enough, I guess, because I've never seen Jesus. Okay? And then I know they're lying because the next thing you know, he's a Trinitarian. He said, I also saw God. I know you're lying now. Because the Bible said, No man. No man. Somebody say no man. No man has seen God at any time. Nobody's seen God. You can't see a spirit. God's a spirit. Amen? God's not a person. Don't make me have to go there and teach a Bible lesson right quick. God's not a person. God's a spirit. You can't see God. You can feel God. I know God's here because I feel Him. I know God was in the prayer room because I feel Him. I know God's been with me today because I prayed to Him and I felt Him. Amen? So He said, I seen God too. And that's when I said, uh-uh. Whoop, whoop. I know you're lying now. You say you saw Jesus' face? Okay. Uh, that's, that's you and Jesus. You want to lie and go to hell over that? You and all the thousands that claim that? That's fine. Don't tell me you saw God. Somebody, somebody approached him and said, so, well, it said you couldn't see God. He said, oh, that was for back in the Bible days. You can see him now. No, you can't see him now because nobody's ever seen God. God's a spirit. How many of you have ever seen a spirit? Don't you raise your hand. You didn't see no spirit. You've seen the results of some spirits. Amen. You see some actions that spirits cause, and you can feel a spirit. You can feel it when somebody's mad. You can tell by the look on their face. You can discern their attitude. But but here's the bottom line. You and I have never seen God and never seen Jesus Christ. All I can tell you is that the working 
of Jesus in our life and the working of the Holy Ghost in our life, we'll get better if we get closer and we start hearing Him. Hearing His voice. I believe we ought to pray about things that we do. I believe we ought to ask God about decisions in our life. And then we ought to listen. And we ought to know when God's speaking to us. He may not open up the clouds. I I wish I could see Jesus. I want to see Him. And I'm going to see Him one day. I haven't seen Him on this earth. But... But I wish He would open up the clouds sometime and say, You do this, 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 and everything's going to be fine. He's never done that to me. But I've been praying at times. And i felt the impression of God. I can't tell you. Somebody said, How do you know when God's speaking? Because when you get close enough to Him, when you get your head where His head is, you will know it's God. Can I get a witness? You will know when God speaks to you. If you're a child of God, He said, My sheep. How many of you believe that we're the sheep and He's the shepherd? He said, My sheep are going to know my voice. And so when God, look, I, I know when it's not God's voice. I know when false, pre, false prophets start prophesying. I know when preachers start lying. I know when folks go against the Word of God that they're, they're not of God. Well, amen. If things that are doing, or people are doing things that are not in line with the Word of God, it's not of God. If somebody comes to you, listen to me tonight, this is Bible study. If somebody comes to you with a new revelation, and you can't line it up with this book right here. It's not of God. Everybody said amen. There's, Solomon said this. He said there's nothing new under the sun. Everything under the sun has already been done. You think, you know, we, uh, that wasn't too many years ago a, a, a fellow that I know, and uh, I've been knowing him for many years. He he had this new revelation. It was about the Godhead too. He decided there wasn't three; there was only two. He used to be one, and, and he went to two. He said, "There's two now." So, and then he put out a book. He put out a book about there being two gods now. And I like the guy. His sisters live in this town, and they said, "Would you talk to him? We know that." You, you, you believe in the oneness and you teach the oneness and they don't go to this church, so quit trying to figure out who it is. They said, we, we, we love our brother, but he's wrong. Can you talk to him? Well, I, I, I can't talk to him because he's, he's way out there. And, and I said, I'll pray for him. He don't want to hear what I got to say. When he wants to hear what I got to say, well, I'll, I'll be happy to tell him. Because what I got to say is right here in this book, and he can read it good as I can. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Amen? There's not but one God. I don't care who tells you any different. And, and no matter what kind of friend he was, how good he was, how great a guy he was, what his background was, 
If he comes with something that doesn't line up with this, I'm telling you that's not the voice of God. The voice of God will always speak to you and line up with the Word of God. His Word, I want you to say this with me, His Word is forever settled in heaven. This is where it's at. This is why, Summer, I'm so proud of our kids learning this. This is the foundation that everything in life has to be built on. Can you say amen? When our kids learn this, they're there. When, when adults learn this, they're there. And then, and then if somebody stands up and says something that don't line up with the Word of God, they say, oh, oh, look, I could be in a place right now because I've, I've been raised in this and I, I know this Bible. I don't know it as good as I need to know it, but I know, I know what's in here when it comes to salvation and the Godhead and baptism and, and, and how to live. I know what's in this book. And, and if somebody comes along and they have some new great revelation and start telling me, well, bless God, this is what, no, 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 no. Here's what I'm going to tell you. The voice of God never varies from the Word of God. Never. Never. If it's against this Word, it's false doctrine. It's untruth. It's lies. That's how much I believe this Bible. I'm like the old boy that preached years ago and said he believes so much of it he even believed the concordance. I believe it from cover to cover. Amen? I just believe this is right. Does anybody agree with me tonight? Then when we hear the voice of God, it's going to line up with this Bible. It's going to line up. So we're, here's where we are. Elijah, Elijah, he was, he was sitting there having that pity party. Oh, God, he said, I've done all this good stuff. And he, if you notice what he said in the writing, he said, everybody's gone but me. I'm the only one left. I'm the only true Christian. I'm the only one that's saved. No, you're not. Shut up. No, you're not. God said, no, you're not. He said, you, you, you forgot what I just done. You, he said, come go with me. Come, you, you forgot I fed you for 40 days. You forgot about the 450 prophets of Baal. You forgot what I just done. All the miracles in your life. You forgot that. Come go with me. And so, and so he sends him a demonstration. He sends wind. Wind that broke the mountain and broke the rocks. Can you imagine? Wind that tore rocks up. Go read it. It's in your Bible. Wind that tore the rocks apart. He sent fire. He sent an earthquake. And the Bible said the Lord was not in any of them. But after the fire, there was a little small voice. So small that you have to get close to hear it. You can't hear it in the mumbo-jumbo of the day. You won't get it on Fox News. You can't hear it on CNN. You won't hear it on CBS or NBC. You can only hear it when you get close to God. When He whispers, you got to be close to Him to hear it. You can't hear it any other way. And the only way to get close to Him is through prayer and fasting. Just say, well, I'm going to go to church, and that way I'm, I'm close to God. 
It's a personal thing. This is church, and it's good, but it's a personal thing. Amen? There's a difference in, in, in just being a member of the church and being the church. There's a difference in being a church member and being the church. Are you understanding what I'm saying? There's a lot of folks that come to church that aren't the church. But when you become the church, you begin to hear what God's saying. See, and this is my desire, <clears throat> and I'm about to close. We're going to get out early tonight. Here's my desire, that every one of us could be so in tune with God. I sat this morning, my, my wife leaves earlier than I do, and I, I, I often sit in my chair and just pray and think. And, and I told God, I said, God, I, I, don't, I don't know everything, but here's what I do know. I want to know the way that I, that I should take. I want to know I want to know specifically every move I need to make. I want to know your voice. And when your voice speaks, I want to make sure that it's your voice. How many guys in here married? Hold your hand up. How many of you, I could shut, I could, I could put a blindfold on you, put all the men over here, all the women over here, and I could let your wife speak and you'd know her voice. You better believe it. You better believe it, especially if she said something like, take out the garbage. You'd know that voice, wouldn't you? Huh? Sure you would. Women, same thing. You know the voice, unless they're trying to disguise their voice. But, but normally and naturally, you'd know the voice. You know why? You're used to that voice. You've heard that voice day in and day out. You've heard it for, for a long time. And, and, and when you hear that voice, that you say, oh, you, you can close your eyes. Some of you have been around here long enough. You, I could start preaching. You wouldn't even have to see my face. You'd know it was me because you know my voice. Isn't that right? Well, in that same respect, could I end what I'm, about, what I'm saying tonight, and I'm about to just lay it right out where it's at. Could we just... Get familiar enough and close enough to God through fasting and prayer this week till when He whispers, we know it's Him. When He says something, we say, oh, that's the Lord talking to me. You, you may think I'm crazy. I'm really not. But there have been times that I've just been driving down the road and I just heard Him whisper. I didn't hear his voice audibly, but I knew that it was him. There's been times that I've been sitting in my chair in my office or kneeling in my chair praying and, and maybe wasn't saying a whole lot, but I heard him whisper and I knew it was him. Amen. There have been times he's woke me up in the middle of the night. I've had this happen to me a time or two in, in, in almost 50 years of preaching. Just a time, seriously, just a time or two. I'm not saying that in, to be uh, cutting up. I'm, I'm honest. <clears throat> but there's been a time or two when I dreamed all night long and God gave me a message for that, that particular next day. And I'd get up and say, I know what I'm preaching. God gave it to me. When you get close enough to God and you start hearing the voice of God, you start knowing what God's saying. It's a great thing. The whisper of God. 
sometimes the Lord just says, Hey, David, come here. I want to talk to you. I want you to pull. I'm not going to send a great earthquake today. I'm not going to shake everything around you. I don't want nobody to hear me. When you whisper normally, you don't want anybody else to hear what you're saying. Can you hear me? But if I pull you aside and start whispering in your ear, you'll know it's just for you. Sometimes when God comes in earthquakes and fires and winds, it may cover a congregation. It may cover everybody. But what if he just pulls you aside, Adam, and says, Adam, I want to talk to you today. When God whispers. It's not in the fire, not in the wind, not in the earthquake, but the still, small voice of God. Let's stand. Hallelujah. This is Consecration Week. This is week that that we pray, and I trust you are. And we fast and we seek God. We want to know what God's saying. Sermons aren't worth 15 cents if people don't get it. Look at this crowd on Wednesday night. For our first, This is the best crowd I've seen on Wednesday night and many a day in this church. Give yourselves a hand. Thank you for being here. It ought to be like this every Wednesday night. It ought to grow. Folks, I'm not preaching to make you shout tonight. What I'm preaching for tonight is to make you think and to go... Don't be a hearer only of the Word of God. Be a doer. So here's what you got to do. you got to determine. I don't know what God's saying, but my head. Be like that old boy in the office. That preacher was smart, wasn't he? The old boy was saying, Preacher, why can't God talk to me? I can't hear nothing he's saying. The preacher just said to him. He said, What'd you say? And he gets closer, and the preacher says it again in a low voice. And he walks across the room and bends over and said, I didn't understand you. What would you say? And he said, God sometimes talks to you in a whisper so that your head will get close to his head and he can have communion with you. I want that. Does anybody want that? Let's ask the Lord. Jesus, touch our minds on Wednesday night. God, touch our hearts. Lord, we're sometimes so so ready to hear the, the voice of God, and we think it's going to come in thunder and, and lightning, and we're, 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 we're all po- poised to receive it how we think it's going to come. And Lord, would you, would you this week, would you wake somebody up even this very night, and would you whisper to them? Some of those, Lord, in this church that have spent time in prayer this week, special time, and they push the plate back and they're fasting and they're they're believing God for their loved ones, their children, their grandchildren, a miracle in their life, a sign, some wonders, some things, God, that only you can do. Lord, would you whisper to us this week? Would you put your head near my head and would you whisper something in my ear this week? God, I need to hear your voice. This church needs to hear your voice. We want to know what the Spirit is saying. And we can't hear it unless we're close to you. So we're drawing near to you this week in a week of consecration, Lord. And I'm asking you in Jesus' name to say some things to us personally. Thank you, Lord, for the fire. Thank you for the 
smoke and thank you for the earthquake and thank you for the wind and thank you for all. But God, whisper to us this week. Just talk to us. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Ushers are coming to receive your offering. I trust you'll be here Sunday. Sunday is a very special day. It's Communion Sunday. It's Communion Sunday. Come on, guys. Just just go right ahead and get the offering. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at you. I'm getting you out here early tonight. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Daryl, is that your great-grandbaby? You want to hold her up where everybody can see her? That's Sarah Grace. Y'all got to see Sarah Grace. She talk about a doll. She don't take nothing after her great-grandpa. Amen. Hold up, Sarah Grace. You got to see this. This is this is pretty awesome right here. Granddaughter and, and great-grandbaby here with him tonight. Yeah, in this awesome. Hold up, Sarah Grace. He, he told me he was going to see her for the very first time Sunday. Is that sweet or what? Is that sweet? What a what a great thing. We're glad to have her here. And, and Mom, too, thank you for being with us tonight. God bless you. I love this church. I love what God's doing. Amen. Would you be back Sunday and let's have Holy Ghost Church here? Boy, I tell you what, the prayer rooms are filling up. I'm, I'm so excited. Amen. I'm, I'm excited about what God's doing. I really am. And I want you to be here and be on time and let the Lord touch you. Be in the prayer rooms early. We're going to have a Holy Ghost time. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning, I'm going to be preaching. Now listen to me. The next Sunday, a fellow by the name of Tess Stewart will be preaching in this church. Tess Stewart is a, he's um. when I tell you he's a preacher, y'all remember him? Does anybody remember him? Yeah. When I tell you he's a preacher, he ain't just a preacher, he's a preacher. And uh, you don't want to miss that Sunday either. God bless you. I love you. I thank you for some of you that I haven't seen on a Wednesday for a while. You make my heart pound hard. Thank you for being with us. I love you. God bless you.